the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning, my dear friends, to all our dear audience on KNUS 710 AM or via podcast. I welcome all of you. This morning, we shall interact first by waking up, praising God. If you're sad, allow God to put a joy, a smile on your face. If you're married, give a good and warm greeting to your wife or to your husband. Give a good warm morning hug or welcome to your children and to all those who live with you. And do me a favor. It's okay to turn on your radio at 9.30 a.m. on Sunday morning and contact friend so they can join in as well. Next, of course, let us warm up the day by being nice to each other and by being nice to the Lord. This is Father Andre, and good Holy Sunday morning with God. Good Holy Sunday morning, my dear brothers and sisters, and the Lord Jesus Christ. The great crowd that had gathered for the feast cried out to the Lord, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. On such a beautiful day where Christians in the world light candles, carry palm branches, all of the branches. They read the Gospels of the Passion and they read the Gospel of the entrance of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as he goes into Jerusalem, received by the people of Jerusalem, received by the children, by the infants and babes. He is establishing his eternal kingdom and the eternal city of Jerusalem, or the city of peace, Jerusalem. On this day, we pray to you, O Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord. We ask you to make us worthy, to glorify you in purity with the joyful children, to honor you in love with the inspired prophets, to bless you in the Spirit with the preaching apostles, and to cry out with the crowds as you enter Jerusalem. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. We worship and thank you, O Christ, our King and our Lord, our Savior and Redeemer, your Father and your Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. My dear friends, today with the prayer of the Psalms, we will pray Psalm 118. We will pray Psalm 118, a song of joy for salvation. You know, if you look in the Acts of the Apostles, if you read Acts of the Apostles, chapter 4, verse 11, it says, This Jesus is the stone which rejected by you, builders, has become the chief stone supporting all the rest. It is such a wonderful liturgical commemoration to celebrate Jesus' entrance to Jerusalem. It has lot of spiritual significance, divine significance, peaceful significance. Jesus, as King of Peace, comes to Jerusalem. Upon entering the city, he is received by the children, by the babe, by the people of Jerusalem. He rides on a donkey's colt, 
and he's received that with palms or branches of olives. Yet the same Jesus is really the stone which now is going in to be rejected by those who govern the city. Whether the foreign governor, whether the priests of Jerusalem, the Pharisees of Jerusalem, whether the kingdom of Israel and its leaders. Jesus is the king of people, yet he goes in and he is handed over by betrayal. Treason delivered to Jesus. Rejection delivered to Jesus. We think this week with the two examples of Judas and of Peter. We think of the example of Jesus washing the feet of his disciples, teaching them how is the greatest to serve the least, teaching them that kings and rulers of nations, they rule over them. Yet he, as a ruler of the entire world, dies for those who he loves. With this, in Psalm 118, we sing a song of joy for salvation. Can you imagine a government system where people have no rights? Can you imagine a government system where people are only slaves? They receive what the rulers decide for them to receive. They live the type of life that is the choice of the rulers, but never an individual freedom, never a freedom of conscience, never a freedom of choice, never a freedom of speech, never a freedom to worship God, never a freedom to have a peace or not. It's the government that decides for you. It's a public system that tells you when to sleep and when to live, when to die, when to eat, when to rest, when to work. Can you imagine such government system in the world? There have been actually some of these governments. We in the United States have stood against every authoritarian government. We have stood against every dictatorship. We have stood against uh, every government that does not um, cherish, nor respect, nor represent, uh, nor preach about freedom, about faith, about family, and about the love of God and the love of man, about peace and growth, about the right to pursuit of happiness. We have um, cherished a constitution through which and in which we expressed our utmost civilized needs of wanting to raise a family, wanting to be free in our faith, in our speeches, in our way of life, being under the rule of the law and having the right to the pursuit of economic prosperity. We call this the American Constitution. And I do believe after the Holy Bible and a few of books in the world, Pope Benedict XVI used to say the American Constitution must be dear to many people's hearts because it is a book, it is a document that allows the people to seek and to see the light if they wish to do so, to seek and to see life if they wish to do so, to seek and to experience freedom and joy if they choose to do so. And that if they choose to do so is always depending on our personal will. And that's a beautiful thing about our system in the U.S. We do respect the will of the individual. We do cherish equal rights. We do give and provide people with equal protections, equal opportunities. Yet, with all of that, we experience from time to time some flaws in our system. We experience from time to time some diversions inside our system, whereas the people try to take advantage of the law in order to 
do political attacks against one another, or they take advantage of a constitution to try to probably enslave a people and imposing upon them a will that is not the will of the people, or to push an interpretation of um, a legal system or a government system or a public system in order to preach about an ideology that is foreigner most likely to the culture, to the formation, to the roots, uh, and to the foundation of our existence in the United States. Such a things you will not become aware of, not unless you live in other places in the world. You can only respect and love more and cherish more the laws and the rules of the United States of America when you go in other places in the world and you know you could be deprived of them. You know, rulers in the world, and we do not want to name countries, could kill people on daily basis and then go out on the media and speak about how beautiful the sunrise and the sunset is in their countries. Rulers in the world could oppress an entire nation inside their own lands and then they could show you on their media the beautiful trees growing and bearing wonderful fruits with great colors and great sizes of fruits. People are rulers in the world that can lie about the true feelings of their own people, where people could be suffering from lack of hygiene, lack of medical attendance, lack of food, lack of economic prosperity, lack of electricity, lack of gas, lack of oil, lack of the ability to even be able to feel that they are safe in their own homes, nonetheless in their own homelands. Yet those rulers could come on the news and tell you things are working perfectly and they could invite you to attend concerts and to show you how great the life is inside their own lands. It's not like this in the United States of America. At least it was not like this. In America, when we have freedom, we know we have a freedom. And when the freedom is threatened, we realize that the threat is dangerous. We want to pray, looking at the incidents happening in the United States of America in recent days, that our freedom is saved. Our freedom is safeguarded, is not being taken away from us. We want to pray amidst uh, the school shootings that we keep hearing about, the violence that we keep hearing about, uh, the uh, political and legal systems uh, that is today in America being interpreted by other means in order to probably sue somebody or take down somebody, leaders of people. We want to pray that um, no abuse will happen against the U.S. Constitution. We want to pray that the U.S. as a nation, as a government, as a people will remain a sovereign nation, an independent nation a truly nation that cherishes the rule of the land, the law of God, and the equal rights for all its people. No vengeance is sought in our land. We want to remind the people that the best value and the best heritage the United States left and is leaving for the world is actually its people. It's people of faith. It's the people who are good people people who do good in the world. I always remind myself and say over 75% of the good work in the world is being done due to American private contributions in the world. I always remind myself how happy, how joyful, how hospitable we are as Americans. 
I always remind myself that amidst uh, the tribulations we go through as a nation, we have a base of a nation in our land that did not bow to the beast, that they still cherish God and go to churches and their places of worship, that they still respect and love their neighbors and help and reach out to the poor, to the oppressed, to the needy, to the sick, to those who they don't even know. They speak different languages. We are such a generous people in the United States of America. So if the recent incidents in the U.S. are confusing, whether in the political world of the U.S. or in the social peace in the U.S. or in any other form of existence in the U.S., remember, we as Americans, first, we worship and adore God. Second, we respect the law and we abide by the law. And definitely and most of all, we are genuine people who want and who chose to live in peace. So let us confirm that peace again, as today we receive our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, King of Peace. And as we shout to him on this blessed Hosanna Sunday, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest, blessed be to the Son of David. With this, let us pray Psalm 118. O God, come to my assistance. O Lord, make haste to help me. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his love endures forever. Let the sons of Israel say, his love endures forever. Let the sons of Aaron say, his love endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say, his love endures forever. I called to the Lord in my distress. He answered and freed me. The Lord is at my side. I do not fear. What can man do against me? The Lord is at my side as my helper. I shall look down on my foes. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. The nations all encompassed me. In the Lord's name. I crushed them. They can pass me, can pass me about. In the Lord's name, I crushed them. They can pass me about like bees. They blazed like a fire among thorns. In the Lord's name, I crushed them. I was hard pressed and was falling, but the Lord came to help me. The Lord is my strength and my song. He is my savior. There are shouts of joy and victory in the tents of the just. The Lord's right hand has a triumph. His right hand raised me up. The Lord's right hand has triumphed. I shall not die. I shall live and recount his deeds. I was punished. I was punished by the Lord, but not doomed to die. Open to me the gates of holiness. I will enter and give thanks. This is the Lord's own gate where the just may enter. I will thank you, for you have answered, and you are my Savior. The stone which the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This is the work of the Lord, a marvel in our eyes. This day was made by the Lord. We rejoice and are glad. O Lord, grant us salvation. O Lord, grant success. 
Blessed is the name, blessed in the name of the Lord is he who comes. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord God is our light. Go forward in procession with branches, even to the altar. You are my God. I thank you. My God, I praise you. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his love endures forever. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Good Holy Sunday morning, my dearly beloved brothers and sisters, in the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, with me in our Zoom studio is a friend of the Mission of Hope and Mercy and veteran himself, uh, a Coloradan himself, uh, a Chris, who came to Lebanon to visit us to see the work of the Mission of Hope and Mercy and to spend some time with the people of Lebanon as a part of our um, um, beautiful work that we are doing in, in this nation. And with us as well is uh, Jacqueline Emmanuel, our Mission of Hope and Mercy Operation Manager. Uh, good morning to both of you. Chris, good morning to you. Good morning, Father. It's a pleasure. If I may ask you this, just this uh, personal question, how does it feel being in Lebanon? And is this your first time? This is my first time in Lebanon, and it is amazing. It, uh, it feels like it recharges your soul and energizes your spirit. The people are incredibly friendly. The good work that we're doing here with Father Andre is amazing. The wonderful people like Jacqueline and uh, her family and all the other people that are working with the Soul Graphic Commission of Open Mercy are absolutely amazing. You know, the safety of our children in schools is at risk. While we mourn the loss of the children and the staffs who were killed in the Nashville shooting, we want to pray for the rest of their souls, of course, and for comfort to their families. Um, this is a very unsettling and sad situation. We are praying for the victims and the members of our community. I can only imagine how heartbroken these people will be coming to the celebration of the Holy Week and of Palm Sunday and of Easter. Um, even though we are thankful to the two courageous police officers who um, shot and killed the perpetrator um, and saved the other members of the school. Yet we see the dichotomy um, in the U.S. that it seems that even on this today in the U.S. there is no agreement between the innocent children who died attending a Christian school, yet also the person probably who committed uh, the crime because many people sympathize also with their situation at the same time. But, um, you know, where do you go from there? Where do you go from here? And and, and a system that is a little bit um, broken between uh, who do we compassionate with? Who do we sympathize with? Uh, you know, gun violence, mass shooting are very complex topics in the U.S. and it is way beyond the competence of our show, of course. However, if we like to honor the names of the people who were killed and to focus on how we can make safer our children in schools, how can we make him safer? Right now, what people can do to answer your first question is probably give it to God. Pray to those families. If there's some way to support or help, and somebody's available to do that, then help on the shooting and deaths of these people. I'm sure they're highly qualified and professionals now working at identifying these issues and hopefully coming up with ways to mitigate them in the future. Well, from, from a security perspective, a question could be always true. How can we make the schools safer? On the other hand, from a religious perspective, I think this is the first time um, that the Nashville Christian School shooting targeted a religious-based school. 
um, do we know enough if the shooting is related to the fact that the school is religious-based or not? We need to wait for the results of the investigation, of course, if they can share or shed light on this dimension in order to help us make religious-based schools more protected and safer as well. But um, you visited a good Catholic school here in Lebanon. Uh, you saw how there is a good integration model between we have um, uh, we have uh, Syrian refugees, uh, many of them over 150, I believe, or a little bit uh, less than 150 Syrian refugees uh, who are not Christians, are Sunni Muslims. Uh, we have many Shia children, and we have actually a minority Christian children, all of them attending a Catholic school. What do you think the message is through that model that you saw? What did you see in these children going with the nuns and their teachers, chanting in French and singing and praising the Lord, even though they come from different nations and different religions? First of all, let's talk about Sister Madonna, who's absolutely amazing. Being around her, presence feels like an extra beam of sunshine. She's running the school right now to see that many different religions in an area so tense with conflict currently and throughout history is an absolutely beautiful thing. I think that the rest of the world could take a message from this, that we can work together, that there can be peace. The teachers in there are probably living in walking saints. All the kids learn together, live together communicate, sing, dance, do all the things kids could, should be doing. Sorry about that. And uh, it really is, it really is a beautiful message. It would be good for more people to see this. But uh, Jacqueline, you know, through our education and awareness program and the mission of Hope and Mercy, we support the needs uh, of the schools and students. We spread awareness about the truth and the hope of Jesus Christ. Can you tell us a little bit more about the School of the Holy Family that uh, we visited and uh, the mission of Hope and Mercy Support. Yes, Father, first uh, I want uh, I want as a, the, from the mission of Hope and Mercy to uh, offer our sincere condolences to the victims uh, from the national shooting for the family of Evelyn, Harley and William, the three kids who passed away, and uh, the families of Cynthia, Catherine and Mike, the teachers and the, the people who, who passed away, the innocent people who passed away and that... Uh, bad uh, event and wish it will never happen again and we will pray for them as a family here in the mission uh, second uh, as a part of our departments we have the education aid department and we are taking care of the school of the holy family of Saura. the school has 207 uh, children uh, where 120 of them are syrian refugee kids so uh, the mission is not only helping the Lebanese people she's only helping we are also helping syrian refugees uh, for the second year, we saved that school from total closure. The school is not able to run anymore. And uh, if no one um, pop up to help, like the Vision of Hope and Mercy, the school would have closed and more than 20 teachers will become unemployed, three nuns, and of course, 207 children who are most in need to get education. So for the second year, we are helping the school. We are paying the wages and the expenses of that school, and we are offering free tuition for the kids learning that between Syrian and Lebanese, between Christian and Muslim. How can uh, people in the U.S. help um, to fit into our program? What are the needs of the school this year? Yes, Father, the school, due to the economic crisis, the school has a way, way bigger need this year. Uh, the fuel itself is very expensive, the transportation for the teachers, and the, the wage for each uh, teacher is way bigger than the last year. Last year, 
the whole uh, year it cost us around uh, seven thousand dollars. This year we need around seventy-eight thousand dollars to run this uh, to be to make sure the school will stay running. So we need that among other. If at least every American citizen hearing us will at least offer a uh, fifty dollar per month to our continuous to our uh, mission of hope and mercy by visiting the website of www.missionofhopeandmercy.org or by the contact list we have there. They can contact our officers there. And they, this would make a big difference in the life of these kids. It will save these kids, especially the Syrian there who are left without an actual country to carry them. You know, uh, um, Chris, we'll not conclude with you. We have less than a minute. The school did not close. The school uh, was open in 1940, actually. And 1921 was done a close. And by God's grace, the mission of open mercy due to the help of generous donors from the US, specifically from Colorado, the school did not close. Today, the mission of hope and mercy supports uh, this school as a model of pluralism, coexistence, religious and mutual respect, integration, and academic excellence. And I do believe we have achieved the saving these children from many, many vices. You know, they could be exposed to human trafficking, to illiteracy, terrorist harvesting. Um, so now they can become a model for peace in the Middle East and a model of freedom. Um, Final wars in, in this regard. Could you see that when you saw the children and Sister Madonna? Yes, yeah, so let me make a correction there. They're not going to become, they are a model for peace and understanding in the Middle East. Um, it's a beautiful thing, and I think that the best thing that people could do is a donation, whatever people are capable of. If you did, you'd be saving people from human trafficking, terrible abuse, um, giving them an education, an opportunity to uh, grow. A country that us really needs it at this time. Thank you. Well, we want to thank you both for being on the show, and uh, we want to praise our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I want to tell him, Hosanna in the highest. Uh, blessed be the one who comes in the name in the name of God. Hosanna to the Son of David. May you all have a wonderful and happy Palm Sunday. Thanks for joining us today for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Father Andre and his team rely on your prayers and generosity to help feed over 5,000 families in Lebanon every month. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org to learn more. Your support helps buy supplies from local farms and factories, employ truckers to ship the food, all to let these families know they are not forgotten. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org and donate today. And join us next week at 9.30 a.m. for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.